Yeah, we almost we're busy. <laughs> <laughs> we're out of the shallow now. Yes. <laughs> I always think that means like you're on land, so it's fine. But it's like now you're. <laughs> we, we we dived back in. <laughs> yeah, it's it's been a it's been busy. We've been busy, you know, and this is is I feel like it's just March. That's a characteristic of March. Yeah. It's weird. I as a child and teenager, really, I never even felt that about March. But then as an adult, I definitely feel that about March. Yeah. <laughs> Especially being in Austin. Yeah, I remember in college, spring semester is always, like, way harder, I feel like. Because mm. fall, you have, like, Thanksgiving and Christmas to look forward to, and spring is just, like, madness. It is spring, March madness. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, and I think in fall, fall feels like school to me. You know, it feels like yeah. I should be in school at that time. It feels, like, cozy and fun. But it does. spring is, like, it starts getting hot and gross. Or either at the beginning, it's really cold and miserable. And then it gets really hot and gross and sweaty. Yeah. And you just, <laughs> yeah, you can't wait for summertime. It's, you get so excited. You're just like, I can't wait for summer. Yeah, I guess. I work now, so nothing matters. <laughs> but anyway, last week, we're here in Austin in Hikey yes, Book Club. Yes, at World. <laughs> yeah, and uh, we have South by Southwest here. We do. That's and right. I almost forgot. Yes, by mysterious reasons, both me and Cameron got film festival wristbands. You're not going to tell them how? No. Okay. Yeah, so, we, we were blessed. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so South By has a music, film, and interactive. Three. Those are the three right. main but branches. But it didn't start out that way. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I like the history. Yeah, you do. It doesn't matter. History doesn't matter. No. Wow. So South by Southwest, we had film festival. We didn't have film badges, but we had wristbands. Which yeah, is, I had to learn the difference. Because yeah, Cameron I thought, told me he had a badge, and I was freaking out and very jealous and upset. And then he, I swore by it, and I just <laughs> thought that they were interchangeable. No, <laughs> wristband not. is a badge. Badge, no. Yeah, so we had wristbands, which is honestly a pretty good deal if you're ever looking. If you're in Austin or looking to go to South by the film and music uh, wristbands are pretty cheap and you have secondary access to things so you might not get into the popular things but if you're more looking just to go see whatever you can get into both music or film it, it's something to consider because it's like a hundred ten dollars or something mm -hmm. and you can go to anything it's which, the economic tier <laughs> yeah and you you have secondary access but we were able to get into the few things we wanted to go to and honestly for a multi-day festival you're right it's a pretty good deal yeah and there's a lot of especially of the big things there will be reruns of them mm. throughout the week mm -hmm. so that's right you should try to go to like the second or third show and you can get in, even if it's like a more popular movie. Mm -hmm. So well, I, I, I found out through this that the wristband is very worth it because the badges are like $1,400 or something. Yes. So it's quite the big jump when the wrist, you know, I feel like you get a lot out of the wristband if you want to. So what we just want to talk about a little bit. Of our experiences. Yeah, of just we, like what we saw, which was few to, things, honestly. Yeah, it was a few. We went to three different screenings. Yeah, that's not a lot, though. It's at, definitely not at a all. Lot. I, we did not utilize the full extent of our We did not. Badges, but 
I fell sick and she had work. Yes, basically we didn't have like spring break f- and Cameron right. was not on spring break during South by Southwest. Usually they align. Historically. <laughs> yes, usually they align so he would have been more free but he still kind of had school and he was sick mm-hmm. and then I just had regular work hours. I don't so. think that's South by's fault. I think it is uh, UT's oh, fault. Oh, it's definitely a school's fault. That yeah. sounds like school nonsense. Yeah, they <laughs> they flubbed. Yeah, so we didn't go to much, but the main things we wanted to go to, we did, mm-hmm. I think. I was real grateful my d- documentary professor didn't bat an eye when I told him I was going to go to... To skip class. Yeah, go to <laughs> documentary instead of class. Yes. So, in case you don't know, we're a high-key book club. We this is more. This is more of a low-key book club, which means we're not, we're not covering something major and researched and stuff. We're covering two very unrelated things, we just are. casually. <laughs> but they just, like, co- coincided. Yeah, we're hella busy. Yes. Uh, yeah, also, the other thing we're covering today is, like, it took up a lot of our week, too. Like, we <laughs> <laughs> it's so fucking long. Oh, my God, we're going to definitely rant about that. Okay. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, we are covering... Covering two very drastically different things. Yeah. We had South by Southwest keeping it local here, and then on the total opposite end of the spectrum, we kind of is is it global? Would you say is it like a global uh, no. phenomenon? No, okay. It feels very like Southern U.S. <laughs> <laughs> Southern and Midwest. Well, yeah, I guess. <laughs> I was gonna say we take it to the national level. Yeah, national. <laughs> it definitely is. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're covering also the just general finale and thoughts and feelings about the Bachelor. The Bachelor season since we twenty three. It's kind of an update of our episode where we cover the pilot and un- the Unreal pilot, and then the first episode of the season. Was that back in January? Whenever. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm just trying to think like how long have no? Has the I think Bachelor it's February. Maybe end of January. This is just kind of an update since it, we did watch the whole season. So I, th- I thought it'd be fun to update about what we thought of the outcome. It was our first Bachelor season to watch for both of us. So should should be fun. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm, and also I just want to uh, preface and apologize for our listeners if I'm sounding a little weird or monotone <laughs> or less energized because I, I, I'm recovering from He's still a little sick. my little sickness. So yeah, and it's a little late. cold, nothing serious, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, and it's, and it's, uh, well, yeah, time is relative in the podcast world. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> you always got to be live. Yeah. <laughs> so first we're going to start off with South by, so don't worry about Bachelor spoilers in case you're not caught up. <laughs> I, I'm going to make a very clear distinction just in case people just want to listen to one or the other. What are we going to start with? South by. Oh, okay, cool. So, so for the South by Southwest stuff, we're going <laughs> to, <laughs> we're going to talk about. Uh, it's not like you need to be you need to have watched these things because it's these are harder things to get your hands on to watch. Mm-hmm. So there might Why be you're s- making it sound so exclusive at South by. Well, not we just the things we went to. We'll, we'll talk about what you, you can find and what you can't. But it's stuff, hard to get your hands on into it, the Spider-Verse. No, it's hard <laughs> to get your hands on shorts. Yeah. <laughs> like. Yeah, I I know about it. But we're just talking general stuff that we liked and we'll we'll go into d- descriptions like for someone that wasn't there mm. so that people don't feel like So, right, left out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so are we going to cover them in order? Yeah. The first thing we watched was called the Title Design Competition, which is a pretty unique screening and it seems like at the speech they gave like introducing the screening, it, it, it seems to be a more rare type of mm. competition and 
screening at festivals. Well, can you d- describe to our listeners just what title design means? Well, I was going to get there. I'm trying to <laughs> just make it sound fluid. <laughs> and I'm trying to include myself, but not <laughs> <Great>. also. <laughs> it, it's basically like either opening or closing sequences where in movies and TV shows where you see like who made it and the title of the movie <laughs> who made it or the tv show so just like either it, it was all opening or closing sequences right mm-hmm. so credit sequences things like tv intros yes and the movie the part of the movie at the end where they show the credits right like in a cool way some some movies do some movies don't. well i'm wondering i can't there's not a good one between you and i that comes to mind that i think that our fans i could reference for but uh, um, immediately, the one though that, that just is in general like Star Wars, right? It's got a very simple Isn't but iconic uh, title design. Um, is that the text rolling? It's the text scrolling, right? Ugh. Well, it, yeah, because the whole I hate that intro title. Yeah, pops into the frame yeah, and then yeah. it fades into the background. Like it's cool, but it's like annoying that you can't read it. You know, fast <laughs> enough. <laughs> Whatever. So that's like an example. Yeah. That's, so. Oh, so watched a lot of that. It had big movies, big blockbuster movies, a lot of superhero some movies. Some Aquaman. Some smaller TV shows or smaller indie movies even that even, were less known. Even festivals, like music festivals. Oh, yeah. That was cool. Like, uh, yeah, I guess some and of them. And there was like sports programming. Yeah. Some of them included stuff like that where it's like promoting something, yeah. I guess, or or some tv special of sports i don't know into into the spider-verse was in there and it actually won so it was a competition and the audience voted it was kind of cool because they only had one screening of it and it was like a small theater so i feel like your vote kind of counted but everyone kind of went with the popular vote and into the spider-verse won both like the judges award and the audience award wow yeah well, if you haven't gone and listened to our Into the Spider-Verse uh, podcast episode yet, you owe it to yourself. Yeah. It Which- won our best movie ever. Haiki <laughs> best movie ever award. award. <laughs> so it's a good one. <laughs> yeah. Go check it out. <laughs> yeah. It, I mean, that one, if you remember, we even talked about it in that podcast, the title sequence, or you talked about it. Yes. The title sequence. It's very, I mean, very similar to the movie. It's just very cool. Yeah. I, I can't wait to see it again. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> and... Aquaman was there. Deadpool. Deadpool two. What else was big? Oh, I have the I have the reference right That's here. <laughs> yeah, have, before we started recording, Zeleni made sure to grab the program yes. from our coffee table. Yes. So, oh, Game Night was kind of an interesting one. That movie with the Jason Bateman and Rachel mm, McAdams. I actually, yeah, I, I want to watch that. My mom spoiled the whole thing for me. Why? Why did you let she her go on? She loves spoiling movies. Girl, you gotta learn how to cut her off. I try. Pull the plug on your phone. Oh. You literally hang up. Well, no, it was in person. Oh. <laughs> hang her up in person. <laughs> so, uh, Spider-Man: Homecoming. So the other Spider-Man movie. Oh, uh, that's right. Yeah. Um, well, that was actually pretty good. You know. It was, yeah, it was. It was cool. Uh, hand drawn. Yeah. Yeah. Very that. Let's see. Nothing else is like big blockbuster. Mowgli. Is that out yet? I don't think so. So that like blew my mind because it had this incredible all-star ensemble cast and I had never heard of it. it? Is it Jungle Book 2? Because <laughs> that's Jungle Book, right? It was a. It looked like a big animated movie of some it kind. It says UK, so maybe. Maybe. Did the UK have their own Jungle Book? <laughs> yeah, those were them. Oh, Black Panther was in there. That's right. It's another big one. Yeah, those are the 
most of the big Black ones. Black Panthers really wasn't that exciting to me. Do you remember? Yeah, it? I remember. It was kind of minimal. Very minimal. It was very pretty, but yeah, yeah, a lot of the superhero ones were not that interesting. I mean, I guess the animated ones were, but like Black Panther and Aquaman, and they all, well, it was funny. We were talking in the theater about. So the Deadpool 2, this you can look up, listeners. <laughs> look up the Deadpool 2. Oh, do you think it was opening or closing? Opening. Okay, the Deadpool 2 opening, or if you saw it. And then look up the Aquaman opening, or it was the closing, right? For Aquaman. Yeah, I, I, so yeah, look up the, fairly certain. Look up the closing sequence for Aquaman, and it's just so funny. The Deadpool one feels like a parody of the exact same thing aquaman is trying to do seriously like the aquaman one is taking itself really serious it has the same kind of song and it's ridiculous this dramatic like celine dion type well yes. celine dion was in the deadpool one yes um but the aquaman sounds the exact same yeah cameron was telling me that the deadpool one is and a reference to James Bond. Yeah. Well, we also heard that in the Q&A yes. afterward. They said that they asked uh, themselves what uh, movie, if Deadpool was going to parody some movie yeah. like <laughs> of opening credits, what movie is that? What style would that be? And they had to immediately, they just picked James Bond. Yeah. Because so, they're very iconic. Yeah. If you, if you want to look up also the James Bond. Yeah. I would recommend uh, the Spy Who Loved Me opening sequence. Okay. It's, I need to look that up as well because yeah. I haven't yet. I meant to because the Deadpool one is very funny and it's clearly parodying. Mm -hmm. It doesn't even have real credits. It's by You Love Me and uh, you... Yeah, I can't remember the other one. So Deadpool is this big parody, right? Or is it? Is he like in the universe? Uh, dead, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Like, is he in the Avengers? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I actually don't know okay. if he's in any of the universes. Tweet us. Is Deadpool, <laughs> is Deadpool, at Huggy Book Club, is Deadpool in the Avengers or He's Marvel's? not a comic book. He's a graphic novel. <laughs> like, I, I just don't get if he's pure parody, like Shrek, or is, if he's, like, <laughs> part of it, but, like, over it, you know, I the cynical Shrek one. I want a Shrek extended universe. Yeah, there was a lot of good ones. I think there was this one on Netflix that was for a, a documentary, I think, or a docu-series, we don't know. Take Your Pills was the name of it. Oh, yeah. And that was a really cool one that stood out to me. There was this interesting one about helmets. What was it? The the dark helmets or helmets? Yeah, it should be something. Uh, Bucketheads. Bucketheads. That's the one. Oh, and it was like Star Warsy. Yeah, it was. Yeah. I I I just got me. I want to see what it's about because I was so confused. It's like this really old timey blues song over stormtrooper helmets. And yeah, stormtrooper themed things. Yeah, it was like black and white and moody. Like it, yeah, it was like all stormtroopers in it, but. It had nothing to do with Star Wars. It had nothing to do with Star Wars. I was just so confused. I think it was like a fanfic or something. I think that's what they said, yeah. The TEDx Sydney 2018 Humankind was really good. <laughs> you liked that one? Yeah. So what? my issue You didn't with like that it? No. Oh, shit. Well, like, my main, I mean, because my main issue, I guess, is that it was like pure CGI 100%. Yeah. So there's that aspect to it. I but was then just also, impressed. It um well I was confused like I thought it was either at first I thought is this an HBO show yeah I thought that too and then uh, like halfway through I was like okay no but maybe it's a parody of HBO shows <laughs> it's, it's like like showtime a Showtime show yeah. or something like they're trying to emulate it and then, you should describe what it looks like though well it looks like the West World 
kind of uh, yeah opening. it looks like it looked like sculptures outside a museum mm-hmm. that's what it looked like to me but with a lot of white walls and like white people like not white people race wise but like white just mannequins yeah stuff like that in in positions of like important things like protests like or war yeah and like very dark things yeah, scenes it, that you would not expect in but, a sculpture <laughs> yeah and there would be like white and red ones it was interesting i mean i just thought i was just impressed i mean it was definitely interesting i just part of me wishes it wasn't all in cgi like i wish they would have had taken some steps to do some live action mm-hmm. with it but it's very like Let me see, what else my i voted for semi-permanent 2018 i don't know what it was <laughs> but it was very 80s so if you want if you want to youtube that i feel like semi-permanent semi- was uh for like an art like museum or like art show or music that, show that wasn't something. the fashion one though oh the fashion one was different hmm Oh, La Casa de las Flores was there, which is a show on Netflix that's Mexican with Aislinn Derbez. Well, so that was cute. It was like paintings. Just like while we're talking about title design, uh-huh. what what is it that you're looking for as a designer when you're looking at title design? <laughs> Color. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. Just being impressed. Like, honestly, you know, like... No, come on. <laughs> come, come on. It's come hard. On. It's hard. Like, because... There are so many. I mean, good you're looking ones. for what readability. Oh yeah, there you're is a there is a few that had issues with readability. Mm-hmm. You're looking for something that matches the tone of the like that could kind of yeah. communicate what this is what this world mm-hmm. is all about without That's giving away think, any details. I think take your pills did really good at that because mm-hmm. it felt like it was emulating because it was kind of about ADHD medication mm-hmm. and the addiction to those, um, and it was very like jarring and glitchy and. St- stuff like it, it that one felt very like on brand so did spider-verse mm-hmm. um so those did a good job i do enjoy that but i just like pure artistry like i don't know it's there's such a variety of styles man with pure artistry uh it was just so neutral <laughs> I'm really, I'm really shallow. I'm just looking for colors. I have to say, with Aquaman, I was more about it after hearing their, uh, the artists. I appreciated them, and it. even they didn't like the song. They <laughs> no. were like mad they had to use that cheesy song. So right. I, I get it. They're artists. They know it's just funny. They have to probably they're told by the company, whoever yeah. Warner Brothers Commercial or pressures. who is it. <laughs> Uh, Disney, uh, I don't know. That one, yeah, I don't know. Maybe um, Columbia. I don't know who did. There Aquaman. was one. Uh, is it DC? So maybe Warner Brothers. Uh, I said that, so I just guessed. I really liked. Also, there was, or it was the one you voted for. Um, mm-hmm. what was it called? Uh, Veneno. Te- what is it? Veneno. Mm-hmm. The first fall <laughs> from the Dominican Republic. It was this like uh show, I think about. I think a show, right? Maybe. Yeah, I think it was a show. I think it was a movie. Okay, fine. Was, I guess it was a movie <laughs> um, about Lucha Libre. Mm. And the intro was playing a lot with the concept of screen printing, which was really cool. Like making posters, but it was like making the titles. It was really well done. That it's was, sort of, isn't it uh, inspired by a lot of the posters for those types right. of matches? That yeah. It's very that old timey, like screen printed poster with like a lot of text what was the process they said they were trying to uh mimic screen printing but but there was a process like the two-tone process half-tone process yeah Yeah. that's like what a lot of spider-verse was too it's like Mm -hmm. the dots 
Like using dots to shade. Yeah. Things. And then like offside printing or something like that. Offset. Offset. So I th- it, it was really cool. It was it, really it well nice done. Effect. That was called veneno. Mm-hmm. So like venom in Spanish. And then colon the first fall, if you want to look it up. Is it a but Mexican movie? It's Dominican Republic. Okay. Says. I don't know if it's a movie or show. Um, I think those are... <laughs> you would think in the program they would... Uh, yeah <laughs> differentiate they that. don't they really don't like castle rock was there there was some, the one that won like special recognition was really not that interesting i'm pretty shocked like i didn't like the ones that were just like showing names mm-hmm. like i liked the more dynamic ones so absolutely like more animation there was one that was like rotoscoped really beautifully mm. or like really edgy but like it was all like taking drugs and stuff i don't remember it <laughs> it was like the second one Okay. Oh, villains. Was that what it's called? That was the second one. Yeah. I was gonna say it was what like was, rotoscoped. What was that third one? The the one with Rachel McAdams and who else? Oh, well, Game Night. Game Night. Yeah. Um, that's the one right where they like the camera had to. Yeah. Like, it, like, it was like all practical. Right. I love that one. That so was much. a good one. It was so well done. Yeah. Like it was a whole like you can tell that they went out of their way to create the scene specifically for. Right. The and they were there. They, were, they talked about that. They did. And I guess like how I guess this kind of small, insignificant, maybe character, they wanted to at least show the world through his eyes to give a better sense of. Uh, I guess his perspective in it. Yeah. Um, it's cool. That one you can look up easily as well. It's from that comedy movie Game Night. Mm-hmm. There was also this one for this new show coming to Freeform that was very like American history, but in an alternate dimension or something. What was it called? Motherland. Like the people at the Q&A after were like, we can't talk about it because it's secret. It hasn't come out yet. Oh, the Motherland one. Yeah. That was oh, the one that was like all like quilting. It was it was a cool title though. It was like quilting, like mm. sewing. That one you probably can't look up yet. Is it about the Salem witch? I think maybe. Like <laughs> thing. I don't, I don't know. know if that was just part of the intro, but yeah, or part of the whole show. But it had cool techniques of like quilting and sewing, kind of the titles. So well, there's nothing more American than quilting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so those are the main ones. I think we can. Oh shit! Yeah. Yeah, we should probably, so, uh, we have two more programs to sorry, cover. So quick. this is just a South By episode, right? No, we'll be <laughs> quick kidding. about it. You're right. So the next so, program we have coming up, and we saw this the same day, we uh, hitched a shuttle. Did we take the shuttle? Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, we had our whole driving we escapade. Yeah. yeah. I remember, so I had forgotten about this rental equipment I had from the university. And so uh, anyway, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so we parked at the... Uh, Palmer Event Center, uh, where the Long Center is also at, and they have a theater there. It's called the Rollins Theater, and we uh, went to see the animated shorts. Yes, which is the only screening I wanted to go to. Like, or like, this is the one I had to not miss. You right. know what I mean? And I'm so can, glad can't miss. You're amazing. <laughs> I'm so glad <laughs> that you. Uh, have turned me on to this program because uh, we've watched, we went out to the Oscars nominated Not shorts. this year, but the year before. We did, right. And that was actually, I'm, glad, I'm grateful for that experience too because it did give, give me a lot of uh, perspective and some of the differences that we were for noticing sure. in this program. 
Yeah, yeah. honestly, at this South by uh, the animated shorts were a lot more experimental and unconventional. There was a lot of foreign works. There were. Uh, like, non, not in English. Non-U.S. Uh, there was not much. There was only one 3D CGI, so, like, Pixar. Right. It was the last one, too. Yeah, and it's weird because usually at these shorts, even at South by and the Oscars, which are the one, the two I try to see as much as I can, usually there's a lot of 3D and CGI because that's kind of where a lot of the innovation is or, like, people trying to... Or people trying to, like... Or the, I just the, think that's what audiences no, no, are no, used no. to at this point. It's just, like, where they're, like, the most technical achievement-y sometimes when they're really detailed or something. Like, at the Oscars, there's always, like, these... French ones or like foreign ones that are super like realistic, like animals and stuff, like realistic, like it looks real. So there was not many of, of that. There was a lot of 2D rotoscopy type stuff, and there was a lot of like uh, stop motion as well and mixed media, which was really cool. So I feel like this year's program really like inspired us to open up our minds a bit. Or a lot in terms of what's possible because this was extra like experimental. So there was the one that won was really amazing. It was called Guaxuma and it was from it was from Brazil. I'm seeing here and it was in Portuguese. It had Mm. subtitles. A lot of them were foreign and had subtitles. Yes. um, Which usually isn't common at both of these. So I'm glad they're kind of. I feel like they're trying to expand and be less like bound by language. US expectations. Yeah, US language. Yeah, English. Well, I mean, that's interesting. And I wonder how much of that is, you know, South by's efforts to expand it to that or just the difference in quality of work this year. Yeah, I have no idea. They have a lot of submissions. So. Mm-hmm. Was it? They said they had like fifty five hundred, I think, shorts. Not fifty five hundred. Oh, maybe like five hundred. You think so? I don't know. (laughs) I don't remember. (laughs) Yeah, it was each one or most of them were super unique. Or like if they weren't unique in uh, method, they were unique in story. Mm -hmm. You know, like the last one that was CGI three D. Right. Was very much like that. So the one. The, the one that won was called Guaxuma, and I was saying it was from Brazil. I'm so glad. Like, that's the one that, well, it's just like, that's the one that you and I said uh, from when we were walking back to our car that had impacted us the most. Yeah, it was very, like, deep and emotional and dealt with, like, heavy themes of, Memory like, yeah, and memories. friendship um, and death. Yes. Yeah, health, um, right? Yeah. Yeah, basically, like relationships or friendships type relationships and you know loss Mm -hmm. so it was very deep and emotional story-wise and then and it was it was very true like because it was kind of documentary-ish um and we had a narrator the whole time and she these photographs were uh included it was like they were like live action photographs right um blended in with the sequences of animation that filled in the gaps of the story and how their relationship played out it was very clear that it was like the narrator or the creator's story like Mm -hmm. it was her own story uh rather than being like a fiction or something uh but it was all like stop motion sand in a variety of ways and it was it was crazy, like sand, yeah, like drawings like, in sand. <laughs> I, I, I just never I couldn't believe I'd never thought of that before as uh, a medium. Because <laughs> the big theme was like the beach and mm-hmm. like the, those were the were the memories 
came from kind of so that like was how crazy the hell do you stop motion sand i don't know it's <laughs> <laughs> like know. the most volatile material i know that's why i mean that's why i won and it was one of those where like the technical achievement is amazing and then the story is really deep and emotional so it's like pretty clear it's winner. just this incredible mix of materials because it wasn't yeah. just sand and photographs there were other layers that they had added yeah. as well there and was some like animation with like old photographs and there was all kinds of different methods within it. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just like drawings and sand. Yeah. So. And the story was so subtle. I felt that and it was subtle, but uh, at least in terms of its uh, kind of striking turn of events, you know, later on. But also it's like very whimsical. We kind of don't know what parts of it. Maybe she's exaggerating more than others. Yeah, I I really loved the kind of style of storytelling because it seemed like very lighthearted at first and then it totally changes and it's nice. So, yeah, we really liked that one. There uh, were a few other really amazing ones, too. I don't know. Do you want to comment on any of them? Well, just quick, not like pull on like another one. Uh, Facing it was really cool. And it was like, so it was like live action people like in a bar. Um, oh yeah and then but the heads were like claymation-y mm-hmm. and they well, it was were like paint was it was it, clay oh it was clay yeah gosh uh, yeah it was clay but it was constantly moving like across their faces to resemble or not or like resemble their emotions or anxiety or any it, anything like to express the characters i guess but like the clay the heads were made of clay but it was all constantly moving to make their expressions and symbolized things beyond it was just a really cool i hadn't seen an animated short that mixed like just regular footage of people walking around but the head was the animation you know it was and it was a really cool story about anxiety like social anxiety it's true and it was cool to see how the techniques of the fingers and how they played with the clay and the shapes they formed it into like really resembled these emotions uh, of the characters Uh, added to like this really rich texture uh, a kind of use of movement to convey emotion in the face that I've never really seen before. That was another one that really opened our eyes to just, or opened our minds to what's possible in animation. It's so true. I I mean, it's sort of similar to the theme that we're thinking of with the Spider-Verse, right? Because of how Spider-Verse really took it to the next level. Now I guess we're seeing how these other independent animators and young people are doing similar things like that too. Yeah, it's it's really cool. I mean, this is where like the innovation comes from, you know, mm-hmm. the 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 smaller creators that are trying to make something new. Mm-hmm. Um, I really liked one called Las del Diente, which was about women talking about sort of societal pressures, and it was in Spanish, so it was really cool. I don't, I don't know, it was just cool to. It felt very familiar. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was like three women. But it was like very abstractly animated kind of like it was constantly in movement. It was a 2D mm-hmm. style and I enjoyed it just because I feel like I related a lot. I felt a lot like mm. my friends and talking about social pressures of specifically having children and it, just hearing it in Spanish just even more reinforced mm. like how much I related because the culture is very like pressurey about it. <laughs> I really liked to. Uh, I, I learned a lot. I think about that one, and it's nice to be also kind of immerse myself into like women talking about the issues that matter to them. Uh, helps me better understand 
that perspective. Um, but I did not like. I didn't like the color of that yeah, film. <laughs> I liked it. I liked it was. It was kind of abstract and cool, but like still, it was just always in in transition, mm-hmm. and it was more. It very, was cool. It's hard to describe. <laughs> uh, there was one called Slug Life, which was really weird, like hella weird, like acid trip craziness, weird, and it was kind of about exploring sexuality, but it was super weird but like funny and it well, was cool it was sort of a uh, uh, rocky horror picture show style because mm-hmm. um, it's also very like that where yeah. it's very campy and weird and goofy but also self-conscious and yeah. trying to be as outlandish as possible and also i guess transgressive that's that right word about sexuality no no that's not the right word <laughs> i don't uh, think so i don't know um but you know j- yeah <laughs> let me see what it says Tanya, well, no, I don't want to give spoilers. Okay. But <laughs> uh, it was just very colorful. It had bright colors and bright textures, and it was 2D, but it, it was trippy, and it, it was really cool and fun, and it was just a nice, like, mood lightener, you know? Mm-hmm. It was definitely out there. Yeah. Uh, that one's called Slug Life. And yeah. I, I want to see what that other animator's work is like. Yeah, because in the Q&A, they said, like, this was very different from her past work. So I imagine her past work is very conventional. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but she got a special recognition mention, uh, Slug Life. So that was cool. I mean, it was great to see the animated shorts. Uh, the last thing we saw was We would a, recommend the animated shorts program oh, for at sure. any festival you ever go to. <laughs> yeah, or the Oscar ones when they come around. That's an easy one to like... They usually do a few screenings of them. In your local theaters. Yeah, so you don't need like a, to go to a music or film festival mm-hmm. for it. Uh, but that, that's definitely my favorite because I just feel like they challenge me the most mm. and make me think and it just inspire me to do more and to not be constrained by like the box you know well so right on our uh first day we had we had all of our selections of short programming and so we wanted to make sure that we fit a feature in there at some point yeah we only made it to one <laughs> uh <laughs> Go so, us. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Go team Heike. Yeah. We, <laughs> we were really on the streets <laughs> representing, I tell you. <laughs> Three whole screenings <laughs> over wow. this like 10 day long festival. <laughs> <laughs> Our South by Presence was on point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the one feature film we saw was a documentary uh, produced by Lance Bass. And it was the premiere of the boy band con the boy band con uh the lou perlman perlman story mm. um, who is lou perlman he discovered uh backstreet boys and and sync no way you know that you saw it my god <laughs> even if he had just discovered one of them i'd been like wow i know i i really was not aware of this because i was a baby <laughs> at the time or a young child so i didn't really know it was the same person because they're rivals but that's genius same guy created it's like the age old don't like create your own competition mm-hmm. so that you don't get competition from someone else and you get to reap the benefits of both man I mean, it's, it's genius. It's, it's just, classic, but genius. Well, because I always get the Backstreet Boys and NSYNC mixed up, and I don't know who's who, yeah. which is which. <laughs> so it was, I guess the NSYNC came later. Yeah. Uh, um, but uh, I <laughs> I mean, maybe it's because my parents or the adults around that time couldn't figure keep up with who's yeah. who either. And so that's how I got them confused. I'm, I'm team Backstreet. I don't know anything about Backstreet Boys. <laughs> I feel like I like more Except of their songs. Except for the songs. Backstreet. 
boys are back. No, that's not how it goes. How's it go? Back streets are back, all right. Oh, yeah. Back streets back, all right. Yeah. There you go. I want it that way. I want it that way. Tell me <laughs> Is it that? That's not where it says I want it that way, but that is the melody. <laughs> <laughs> I want it Tell me why. That's a good one. I thought that song was called Tell Me Why. Nope. <laughs> so that's them. And NSYNC is Bye Bye Bye. That's all I know. <laughs> yeah, they have a couple of others. But yeah, Bye Bye Bye. So it was cool. I mean, it was it was a, a sad. I mean, most, docu- most big documentaries, I feel like, are more darker type stories. This was mm-hmm. probably one of the less darker ones maybe but um but it was was dark it was this this guy turned out to be like a big fraud and he was just like a ponzi scheming (laughs) i learned what a ponzi scheme was through this documentary oh my gosh (laughs) and had you never been exposed to it or you just never knew how it worked i heard the term like my whole life but Mm -hmm. i never knew what it meant okay tell me what it means well it means like you take you take investment money from people, from mm-hmm. investors, to put in a project, and then you use that money to... Well, you don't make the money back, so you get more investors for like the same project or a different project, and use that money to pay the previous investors, and it's just like a cycle. Yes. Uh, and that's a Ponzi scheme. <laughs> yes. So they had a cool graphic for it. <laughs> yeah. They, An they infographic. Did. They did. It worked. It was kind of like also what the fire festival guy was doing, right. or it was exactly what he was doing yes. <laughs> um, with his like credit card, then the fire, the apps, all that. Yeah, this guy was very shady and fraudulent, and he ended up going to prison and passing away as well. Yeah, but, so you really consolidated the story. Sorry, <laughs> no, <laughs> it's not yeah. really spoilers. It's kind of historical, but it's a really cool. It was a cool documentary. It had a, a cool use of like reenactment in a very tasteful cool way it did we noted that that was kind of like the the most kind of unique take Mm -hmm. from it that it really utilized that well and i feel like it built up the emotions for you to be angry at this guy the way like his victims might have been like by the way it was like it tells you information Mm -hmm. without without spoiling it it's actually going to be a youtube original original uh, so I'm assuming that'll come out at some point and we recommend it. It's, it's a interesting story and something I wasn't aware of, but I was aware of these boy bands and he discovered a lot more boy bands than even a girl band throughout after, the after early then. 2000s. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just very interesting because at that point, yeah, you know, NSYNC has their whole yeah. kind of ultimatum they make with him that well, they go into. Anyway, <laughs> that's <spoilers. laughs> it was cool. Lance Bass came out in the yeah. afterward. They, they Joey, did a really good Q&A. Joey Fatone yeah. as well. Um, that guy. <laughs> he was an NSYNC. He was like the third most popular one. Justin, then Lance, then Joey Fatone. And we joked about how they did get Justin Timberlake's mother as an interviewee. (laughs) Uh, Lance Vance claims he didn't ask Justin to be in it. That was his claim. Yeah, he claims it never even occurred to him. Uh, Yeah. He's like, I didn't even think about it. That was a bit of a strike. Because someone asked, like, why? Because why wasn't Justin Timberlake in the movie? So his mom's in it. But yeah, he was not. And there are a lot of people are in it. Yeah, Lance just claims he didn't even think about 
Because <laughs> he's too busy or something. Or I don't know. So we'll just let that be on the record. Yes. He also brought his mom who was in the documentary and obviously had a part in this because they were, I didn't realize they were so young when this was happening. Mm-hmm. Like I thought they were 18-ish or 19-ish uh, since maybe because I was young, they looked really old to me. Um, that would make sense. Because like to me, Wonder Action, when they started, looked like 13, <laughs> you know, because I, mm-hmm. I was around their age. Uh, yeah, I was definitely a directioner. So a little later generation. <laughs> later, we'll, we'll get the Simon Cowell story. Oh, <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> oh my God. What? <laughs> the Simon Cowell story. Well, You're he crazy. discovered One Direction. I know. It's just funny. Like the Lou Pearlman. And yeah, I get it. But he's not a con man. Well, you don't know that. Better not. He be. could be. Just I love kidding. Simon. No, he's hella rich. Yes. <laughs> so that was a. It was just interesting to learn about, and I it's mean, I cool. would still watch the Simon Cowell story, even if he wasn't like yeah, a bad person. I would too. <laughs> <laughs> so it was. It was cool to learn about. I definitely recommend when it, whenever it comes out on YouTube, YouTube <laughs> yeah. Red, YouTube Premium, YouTube Whatever. Original. It was interesting uh, because I. It made me think that that's an option. You know, yeah. I could go to YouTube if I want to make a documentary. Yeah. But otherwise, uh, this one does, it's fairly conventional, I would say. That yeah. It is your pretty standard collection of interviews um, with some archival media and a little bit of B-roll that they shoot reenactments of. Yeah. It wasn't like groundbreaking, but it was definitely interesting to learn about just because I really had no idea of this big scheme, mm-hmm. scam, fraud guy that, I don't know, that discovered someone so popular a lot of people that were so popular so that was cool it was called the boy band con the lou perlman story and i guess that's like lance's first foray yeah i was also thinking about that when we were seeing him it's like kind of his new project new endeavor yeah it's just and he just seems so sweet like we we were both like so charmed by him because he's just so sweet i just he just seems so nice. And at the end, like all these girls that were like probably in their 30s, I yeah. guess, like were went up to the stage and we're like trying to talk to him. And he, he came down, not down, but like he was he like, stayed after he stayed. everybody else had left the stage yeah. and was taking selfies with everybody that wanted one. Mm-hmm. Taking selfies with his fans, like talking to them a little bit. Yeah. It's just like I, I just can't imagine. I could imagine like me if I saw one of the One Direction people and they and he, you know, one of them was nice like that. I'd be so happy, even if it was later in life, you know, and we were, you know. <laughs> I was so happy for him. It's like he's got those fans. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I definitely relate to a hardcore fandomness. Mm-hmm. Like I was just. Happy to see and happy to see him appreciate them. Yeah, it's it's so true. Yeah, that was, he was there for them, and, and he looks so good. Them. He did. He, he looks really cute. Like really, I don't know. I I'm in love with him a little bit. Yeah. He's cute. <laughs> it totally <laughs> it did change my impression of the guy, and I I, I didn't think much about him yeah. But, yeah i mean he's happy he, he was able to come out which is mm-hmm. a whole other issue like i feel like right boy i mean ba- i think that that's an important story yeah i feel like young boys can't come out if they're gay that depend on the young girl like money dollar <laughs> you know i feel like harry styles is gonna come out at some point and i'm just waiting for it as he's still too young but it's just like it sucks they can't like Girl, I don't want to hear your what ifs on here. What do you mean? <laughs> no, I he, he he will come out. Mark my words. But I just You know what happened with Valentina me, last time you bet. <laughs> it makes me upset that young boys can't come out. Like they can't, you know, be their authentic selves when they're 
at their peak of their success. It sucks. No, I agree. It does suck. <laughs> they I have just to don't... pretend to like like girls. We don't know, so you can't like. I'm just make saying, Lance about... did. Yeah. And but Ricky Martin did. Did Lance wait this long to come out? Yes. Uh-huh. It was a few years ago. Oh. Yeah, I'm telling you, like, there's a, a lot of men have had, like Ricky Martin. Come on, he was like 50. I don't know if he was 50, but he was. But it old. is screwed up. Yeah, I'm telling. Yeah, I just. That makes me upset. Something I've noticed as a fan of just like boy bands and stuff. <laughs> well, with that, I guess we will take it over to the next segment. Yes. Do you have any like final comments you just want to say about South by? Uh, no, I mean, I feel like we didn't do too much because we were busy and lives got in the way. But mm-hmm. I'm happy that we saw some stuff. And I was really sad last year. I missed the animated shorts. So I'm really happy I got to see them. That's good. They just always inspire me to just be more creative and think without boundaries i hope that i'll be able to go in the future maybe as an artist we'll see we will see honestly the wristbands this also opened my eyes to how the wristbands aren't that hard to attain like Mm -hmm. they like or they're they're affordable they are especially if you're playing to take advantage it's true you could make a whole yeah game plan it's uh, definitely Mm -hmm. a good option for sure yeah it's tiring but if you want to commit you can and that's a good price for access to all those things. But it's a wild conference, the right between yes. these kind of three plus, uh, you know, it's just ever expanding. It seems like they're getting every aspect of anything that <laughs> the world can do and life is about and uh, and, and doing it. And so that's and, and it, they do it what for like nine or 10 days. Yeah, it's long. Uh. It just feels so long. So it's madness. I have never experienced anything like that from being from Houston. Probably nothing like that no. in San Antonio. <laughs> no, but I've been here, been to a few, so I'm more used to it. But it's like, but it's also like, it's exhausting. It's ex- and it's ironic because those are cities that have like infrastructure more in place to handle that kind of load. <laughs> Truth be told, yeah. Austin is just it's <laughs> like tough. pouring over in the seams and uh, <laughs> still not enough. <laughs> yeah. But it's a fun, it's a fun time. I mean, it's it's at least an interesting time yeah. always to see all the craziness. Well, that's really the meat of our show, but yeah. we wanted to leave you with a little bit of dessert. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. let's, uh, let's just, uh, let's chat about. So spoilers ahead for the Bachelor finale. Season 23, this was Colton Underwood. Colton Underwood. (laughs) Who they always refer to as Colton. Yes. (laughs) So as we talked about in our Bachelor episode, we kept going with the season. We stuck through it. It's hella long. The episodes are long. So long. (laughs) And then the last two weeks had double like monday and tuesday uh, had episodes that were two hours it's like american idol like would do that too but at least they were hour-long episodes yeah each. they were singing like entertaining <laughs> yes it wasn't just this is like fluff. a live it's like a freaking you know early morning talk show style <laughs> <laughs> kind of yeah so colton spoilers ended up with cassie <clears throat> cassie and uh I'm not having it. Well, I'm not. Our not runner-ups were Hannah G. And Tasha. And Tasha. I thought it was in the bag for Hannah G. I thought so, too. I was rooting for her. And 
Colton is a dumbass. He really is. He got blue balled by Cassie. And he got mad about it and jumped the fence, which was the big moment of the season that they only showed us every commercial break preview ever oh, through man. the whole season. It was the money shot that they had yeah. been repeating and teasing us with. We were so confused. We thought that that was going to happen in the first episode yeah. because they kept showing it then. Nope. And it didn't happen till the second and last. I had never seen a show do and anything like that It had before. just been because he got blue bombed by Cassie and she left him. And she should have because I feel like he just wanted sex. All they we literally never saw them talk. We saw them make out right. every day. <laughs> That's it. And all the other girls he was and having he grabbing all, her ass. Yeah, and all these other girls he was having all these meaningful conversations. We so thought, but he all all he wanted was the one he made out with all the time. And then she was like, "Hmm, this is stupid, and I'm leaving." She wasn't like that, but... <laughs> well, the critical element you're missing in all this is the father coming no, back. No, it's not that important. I think it's very important. I don't think it's that important. I think it's important because... Well, it's very important because the, he doesn't give her uh, him his blessing to marry BS. her. Wait, what's BS? Just all that theatrics. I mean, but, no, but it's important to the plot, like how the structure of The Bachelor is because he goes through... Uh, every final four uh, women to their families to uh, you know meet them and to ask the father specifically for the blessing. It's a whole sequence that he went through with the family. I know, family. I know, but like, and then if he was, he the, didn't care. Cassie's father was the one father that held out, and that ended up being the father he wanted the most to get a blessing from. And what do you mean he didn't care? Like Colton didn't care that he said no. Well, Colton didn't care. I. I mean, I think Colton cared. Well, but he didn't tell her. It was shady. Well, at first, no, that was shady. But then it comes up and that's what does turn everything around where Cassie goes from being all on board with everything to being like, oh, my God, what? Oh, my God, I'm just, no, like, I can't think. Yeah, I know. But I think she was feeling it the whole time. And that was like the moment she realized it i guess but i think if the father had given his blessing then it, all that drama would have been avoided <laughs> really yes i don't think because so because what's funny to me is that then they what are they in portugal and yeah, then or spain they, they fly out the dad yeah. <laughs> and it's like it had to have been prearranged because it's a long that's the thing these flights are hella long like what what the hell? The ba- so the ba- was it the Bachelor is the amazing race in love, <laughs> <laughs> and right. they just go all around the world. Yes. It's like <laughs> it's uh, beautiful in that sense, but it's also you mentioned how it's also just like a big tourist. Commercial yeah, yeah. I mean, all, it, all these the places are paying to be to on there to yeah. for the tourism. I mean, clearly, right? Because they've got these big villa. Uh, yeah i mean and they show they always show like the hotel and the activities the tourism activities with the dates so it's very much like sponsored by you know and then one of them was sponsored by target inside the interiors because it had my my candle candle made an appearance (laughs) i remember that (laughs) my target candle (laughs) it's interesting to think about um like i would love to try to find any readings that there might be uh i say readings like scholar writings about the bachelor and class and how it sort of caters to class because you know i've never really been 
uh, part of a family that could explore the world much and go out of the U.S., let alone to I a think state. It's, I think it's and targeting that like young millennial professional with money, mm-hmm. you know, corporate type person that has the money to be like wanderlust, you know. It really just shows <laughs> these very, what seem like very expensive uh, excursions to right. these countries. And also just made me think about uh, like literally how many tens of millions of dollars they seem to be throwing <laughs> at this show. Yeah, they fly, fly out all of Colton's extended family just to meet Cassie. So then, so that was the, the second to last episode where he... Uh, jumped the fence and you know she left and then he broke up with everyone else all rudely and went back for her and basically guilted her and pressured her into getting taking him back and she was just like i don't know and he was like i broke up with everyone (laughs) for you and she's like okay then and and he's like you want to come in my family in Spain? And she's like, uh-huh, sure. His family must have like already been on standby. Yeah. <laughs> oh, a lot of people on Reddit were saying that that felt like reenacted. So that might have been like L.A. or something. Oh. I don't know. <laughs> that sounds like Reddit conspiracies. That's funny. I was lurking on the Bachelor subreddit. Wow. <laughs> the The finale finale, which is where they're like the talk show thing. Mm-hmm. they were doing because it was kind of half talk show half showing the show it right was, it's it was, so it's like bachelor nation live <laughs> <laughs> uh but we have the host on yeah. the stage it's like arena style with these seats it felt so hunger games yes like the whole especially when colton and i tweeted about it especially when colton and cassie came out like the big oh. reveal after the big reveal they came out and she was just like giggling and he was like talking. It just felt like Katniss and Peeta when they're like Katniss is just like trying to pretend she's in love, you know, and Peeta's actually in love oh. <laughs> and just talking all this nonsense. And she's like, oh, sure. <laughs> it, it did feel like that. It felt so robotic. And then fucking Chris Harrison is literally C- Caesar Flickerman. Uh, which is Stanley Tucci in, in Hunger Games. Like, I'm so sorry. I don't mean to, you know, I, I don't mean anybody disrespect at the end of the day, you know, and I, I, I think that he has uh, a pure soul somewhere. Mm. <laughs> but Everyone was, just... everyone on subreddit was calling him a robot. Dude, he, <laughs> oh God, he's worse than Ryan Seacrest. And Ryan Seacrest, like, I love to death because I feel like he was able He's been he able to charm. at least he has char- he's been able to like take the robotic because he is robotic, yeah. right? He knows how to craft himself as the host, but he's been able to like morph it into his personality, right? So he remains this authentic voice. Yeah. But God, Chris Harrison is just like a textbook that <laughs> has been yeah. chiseled out of student loans. <laughs> what? I don't know, <laughs> but it's just, yeah, he's, he's a carbon copy. <laughs> yeah. He's, oh, and I, I was so mad. You didn't even, oh, I didn't even show you this part. Actually, it was in the women tell all special, which was like the reunion, uh, which you, we only, you only watched half of later. Nicole came up and they gave her like a year supply of halo top, which made no sense. Oh, the ice cream. Yeah. And and then they showed Colton in the shower because that was like the thing in that episode. They kept showing him getting ready, but oh, he was just showering. Yeah. Remember? And then they even had like a picture in picture they, at one point of him in the shower. Yeah. <laughs> they showed him like 
eating Halo Top in the shower. Like, it was mega confusing and product placement. That wasn't even the point. So, right after that, Chris Harrison is, like, questioning Nicole about why she didn't. He was, like, telling her about how emotional she is. And she was, like, she mentioned something about being Latina. And it's, like, we wear our emotions at whatever. And then he was, like, why don't you show that Latina side to Colton ever? It's like, it felt very like, where's that flair, the spicy? And it's just like very racist, you know, to imply Latinos are spicy, whatever, (laughs) cha-cha. And sorry, damn. And she was just like, I did kind of like, she was kind of confused at first. Like she, she saw the, what he was doing. And then she, she kind of conformed to it and was like, oh, I, I did. I tried to show him some dance moves. <laughs> like, it's just like, oh, that's hella racist. Very insensitive. Yeah. And it's hard. I mean, I, I think that that's more, like a side effect of what happens when you try to stay like robotic and uh, you're, I guess you're robotic because you're trying to be PC, but then you are also unable in the moment to like, well, it's just, to, so, like, it's just so stereotypy. Like he can't move yeah. past stereotypes and like the whatever the girls one brand word that's literally is. reality tv's business though they're in the business of creating stereotypes for for characters it just said that we she all was can like one of the only latinas to. and i was just like ugh, that's all you can add uh, i don't know it was annoying but i think cassie's gonna leave colton she seemed very pressured poor girl guilted and colton is just like dumb and doesn't realize he's she's not as into him as he is, you know? Mm-hmm. What do you think? What do you think about his ultimate decision? Well, it was I was a little conflicted because I also liked Cassie. Oh, <laughs> surprise. Yes. Uh, Cassie's beautiful. Oh, my God. You're the worst. I know. It's tough. I mean, so the way I looked at it was... Hannah G looks like a Pixar princess. I agree. Also, <laughs> Hannah G is a, a little smaller physically than Colton's body. And so there was like that, that size difference that I, I mean, I know that he is taking it into account. You think? Are you kidding me? Are you I, kidding me? I don't know. When you have like, uh, yeah, okay. Well, because so, he was grabbing the ass of the other one or why? No, it's just like, this is men. <laughs> <laughs> like men, I think keep, or I don't know. I feel like men keep that in perspective. It's like the body relative size. Relative size? Yeah, relative size mm-hmm. of your partner. Uh, because that's sort of a thing to like, you know, when you well, are spending your, half your life in bed with this other person. like He's ginormous, first of all. Second, all these girls have the exact same body. Well, that's not true. That is true. It's not true. That is true. They have the same uh, like shape and form, but different sizes. Like they're all, and that's based. That's literally based on height. (laughs) They're all the same. They're all like tall-ish, but short compared to Colton. Mm. Well, so I think Cassie and uh, Tasha were much closer than Hannah G was to his body type. Um, I'm not exactly sure why Tasha, like, you know, got the short end of the stick. Tasha was a robot and so was Colton. Was. They were, yeah. both had the exact same I refuse to think ass. that Colton was a robot. So Cameron, so we have very different... He just <laughs> wants to be famous and he's having his moment. We have very contrasting opinions on Colton after the season. Yeah. I think he's a robot, boring ass. And I see... No personality. Just, you know, dumbass. I'm not saying you're wrong. 
And Cameron's I like, just don't agree. Cameron is so charmed and loves Colton. I do. <laughs> Thinks he's so genuine, which is what they've been telling us to think the whole season. They've been everyone saying Colton's so genuine. He's a virgin. He's oh, pure. Like, not anymore. <laughs> we don't know. We he didn't do tell know. Us. We do know. He told us. Virgins that he don't. He winked at the camera. Virgins that when asked if they're no longer virgins if they say now there's two people involved it means yes obviously they're not a virgin anymore like he was saying no he said that like we don't kiss and tell that was at first but then he, he said like now there's two people with us so we decided not to disclose so obviously that means yes like if he was still a virgin he would just say yeah i'm still a virgin right so he's clearly not a virgin anymore he's real happy about it he has no idea Cassie's gonna leave him soon it's so interesting to me how they you know how he went from being super open and candid the whole time about it to suddenly being like no i'm not gonna tell you that's every version in the public eye that's like i think that's media training that's weird for virgins because like i remember shane dawson he was always, like, at the beginning of his career, he's been on YouTube for, like, over 10 years. Uh, he was always talking about being a virgin, the, all like, for years. And it was just a big thing he would always talk about. And then he got his girlfriend. And then once he was asked again, he was like, well, now there's two people involved. So, <laughs> so it was the same exact line. <laughs> well, so it's just, uh, I mean, we could probably wrap up this conversation yeah. soon. But, like, at the end of the day, it's a weird, weird show because they are literally juggling the like all of the moral issues surrounding uh true love and sex you know what i mean yeah like they're well they definitely place too much emphasis on the virgin thing it was literally every commercial break oh god people on reddit were saying it was chris harrison punishing colton for jumping the fence and doing like going off script <laughs> for <laughs> at real? the end yeah Man, he had made chris do so much extra work <laughs> that he it's like out of his job description <laughs> true <laughs> yeah it it's Did, to you, me the show is weird because of like it feels polygamous mm-hmm. but it's also the whole thing is very conserv- is polygamous <laughs> it's very but it's preaching this big conservative message of like marriage and, and children. Exactly. And, you know, and so it's weird. Like it feels contradictory. It's very contradictory. And it's, it, it, it is, you claiming to celebrate the sanctuary of uh, like pure love and marriage. Sanctity. sanctity thank you. <laughs> uh, the sanctity of this, uh, you know, holy, pure marriage that yeah. bond that happens between two people. But in order to get there, you know, you have to play this game. You have to be in a relationship with like 30 people. That's so hard. It's a dating game. Yeah. You know, they take like this dating game, apply it to, yeah, holy matrimony or whatever. But it doesn't make any sense really when you think about it. And that's what I think is so awkward about the show, especially for me watching it, uh, coming into it, is like how they're supposed to, you know, be... Like, love is the ultimate priority, but they, along the way, like, get there by toying with uh, yeah, and, and the sexual sucky. desire. But then also uh, the pain that comes from not getting right. love reciprocated. The sucky thing, too, is, like, uh, you have all these relationships and you have to end all of them as well. Like it's the that's, breakup. That's so much. The breakup is like so much of their currency. Yeah. Their emotional currency. And it's so have. emotional because it, it almost like it's like it brings you back like to 
you know, breaking up and how hard that because they they get super emotional, they even do. though they have these weird relationships. Right. But it, it feels really sad to see people getting broken up with over and over. For sure. <laughs> I mean, they, I'm sure that there are some like solid moments that they really have yeah. there. And then they're like, what is this bullshit out of nowhere? Yeah. Kaylin. Oh. Especially the ones God. that, yeah. Oh. I'm very upset about the about Bachelorette. the Bachelorette. Wow. Literally anyone else, I would have been fine. Hannah B. Ugh. <laughs> I was so annoyed by her. I'm sorry if you're a fan. You relate. Whatever. A lot of people relate to her awkward. I'm awkward too. I She's obnoxious. <laughs> I can say that. I don't know. I was just wow. so someone's, annoyed. Someone's mad. <laughs> I'm so mad. I thought it was Kaylin's. I thought it was in the bag. Oh, I'm so mad. It was weird, right? Because I had like, I had just kind of joked before. Well, yeah, because I was like, oh, let's it, bet it, who's going to be the bachelorette. I and like, I was it's, like, it's going to be Hannah B. They love her too much. I said Kaylin, and I was like, I'm so sure. And I was. <laughs> It was Hannah B. It was who Cameron said. Yeah. I'm so upset. I just, I knew that they, the producers definitely loved her. Like they gave her so much airtime. It just makes me not want to, I, I was down to watch it if it was literally anyone else. Yeah. And now I'm just like, ugh. And I didn't know why they gave her so much airtime too. I, I have conflicting feelings about her because I started out really hating her thinking like she was, she just seemed so fake and I could see straight through the fake smile. But then when Colton chose her as his first date, his first like one on one, it was a significant one because she ends up breaking through, it seems, through Ugh. that uh, fake smile. Like they have this moment of realization, like Colton kind of calls her out on it. And she suddenly just becomes very real, like, or so it seemed. And so I suddenly really liked her. But then they were all real, sure. Later on, eventually, um, kind of like the feud between her and Kayla, um, Kaylin. Kaylin. Was an issue. But I, I mean, I liked that she was being adventurous and doing all of the daredevil-y stuff that I nobody didn't like else that. was. <laughs> I thought it was desperate. It was a little desperate, right? Like I, it that's why I was like not into her. She was just not being herself. She was like pushing so hard. Right. And Demi was too. And I would not have wanted her as a bachelorette. But at least she would have been entertaining. Like Hannah B can't form a sentence. Mm. Sorry. It, no, it's so true. And, and like, that, that special? God, yeah, that, that was even worse. It's like you go out of your way to pick this candidate and then you it's like you don't know her well enough to know that she would not be good in a live situation yeah like like, like demi would have carried that easy God, yeah. even though Any she of was them would have. i know kaylin would have done it easy yeah. i'm just saying demi would have is also super obnoxious and was the season but like at least she would have carried that very charismatically right and handled them and been joking and everything and then kaylin would have been very like poised and miss whatever miss universe about it but eloquent i feel like i'm just saying so what we're talking about is at the end after <laughs> after colton and uh, his cassie his <laughs> walk into the sunset um <laughs> they with confetti and air supply <laughs> yeah. oh god That's a rough. legendary band air supply <laughs> Uh, Aerosmith. <laughs> exactly. Like, what the hell? Uh, I literally thought it would be like Aerosmith. It felt like a parody. It, it felt like an SNL skit. It really did. It was <laughs> unbelievable, honestly. Like, yeah. we're supposed to believe all of this stuff this whole time, and then you give us air. Yeah. I don't oh. believe Cassie at all. It's like if you're. I Yeah. It's weird. Uh, so, and then so they're introducing the Bachelorette of the new season yeah. because they pick the, I guess, 
fan favorite or something from who knows who's favorite uh, from the season to be the Bachelorette in the next bi you know annual season or whatever. So they picked Hannah B, and then they did this weird, I guess, new thing where they introduced the five five of the thirty bachelors that are going to be competing for her heart. One of them was literally Cameron. I was like, yeah. "Did you go?" They called him Cam, and he was from Austin. Yeah, and, and he, he rapped, <laughs> and he was white. Yeah, exactly. Great things. And, and then he got the first impression. Yeah, uh, whatever. So, rose. so Cameron is competing for Hannah G. I mean Hannah B. on The Bachelorette now, and tune it's in. Weird. It is weird. He got y'all. the first impression, Rose. Freaky. <laughs> freaky yeah uh so that's what happened yeah. and it was a super awkward experiment very that dystopian feeling every, the whole thing yeah, the whole like, finale what's the future of the show like what's gonna happen nothing i feel like it's conventional it stays the same <laughs> but yeah well i guess that's our episode for the day today yeah. y'all let us know what you thought if you were following the bachelor i liked this one i thought we did a pretty good job yeah <laughs> great <laughs> yeah let us know what you think of the bachelor we told you what we thought yes ranted <laughs> do you think cassie's gonna leave colton please tell me you Pro- also I mean, think they're so. probably going to separate but like because that's she's the trend gonna leave, like, that's the pattern well that too but she's so like uh, like she doesn't want i don't know it just feels very like she did not want <laughs> she did she not did, want she didn't it. want it Yes. No means no. She was so scared of commitment. She was like... This is the opposite of no means no. Everything she was describing was like single life. She was like, I want to be free and I want this. And it's like, girl, you're describing being single. Like, just be single then. (laughs) But yeah. So I don't know. We'll see how long it takes. Watch watch him propose tomorrow. Oh, God. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So no proposal. (laughs) You're right. At least you you predicted that. I did. That's true. But I didn't predict him going back to her. Yeah, that was I thought, weird. Honestly, like, I just didn't know what the rules were. I thought there had yeah, to be yeah. a proposal. I didn't either. So this is very, like, in the dark guessing for us. <laughs> yeah, Colton, he's so dramatic. He's like, he's such a drama queen. I'm yeah. quitting the show. Yeah. <laughs> I'm quitting. At least, the, I feel like The Bachelor taught you some earthling romance rituals. Yeah. Since you're, you're an alien. I actually um, agree. You learned some romance you think so of how earth people do romance wow (laughs) yeah we need to cut transmission (laughs) so i can beam back up and get away from this (laughs) wow (laughs) accusational studio (laughs) well as always it's a treat to talk to you yes if you want to reach out to us you can reach out at huggybookclub at gmail.com or on Twitter mainly at Hockey Book Club or Instagram at Hockey Book Club. Mostly Twitter. That's where we do the updates. So yeah. if you want to stay updated with us, follow us there. Yes, it's good. It's good. It's good. We're excited for the future. We're excited for now. We'll see. We'll see. We're busy. Yes. <laughs> uh, just, uh, yeah, please keep us in your prayers <laughs> <laughs> as we continue on and push through all of this. Hopefully we'll see y'all on the other side. <laughs> our things in our lives should steady around the summer, hopefully midsummer. But until then, uh, we'll do our best to keep the episodes coming. If we miss a Tuesday or two, uh, it's because it's because we love ourselves. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> I want to take care of ourselves. No, it's because Cameron has a shit ton of school projects going on. 
at all times. So it's okay. We'll we'll work with it. I'm trying to get through the school thing, y'all. If you can relate, let us know. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Is that the signal? She's giving. They're giving us the cue, y'all. We gotta wrap up. <laughs> we, we 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 need a high key like violin music to oh get my us god. off this day. Like <laughs> she Oscars. Oscars. Wow. Oh yeah, I love it. All right. Well, until next week, you'll be hearing from us.